a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm glad you're with me on the program today. We'll be talking about what's going on in the uh, show-me state of Missouri, where there is another attack on firearms preemption taking place. This uh, part and parcel of a broader strategy on the part of the uh, gun control lobby. You know, we've seen preemption undone in uh, Colorado, weakened in uh, states like Washington. And then you've got uh, other cities around the country, Columbus, Cincinnati, St. Paul, Minnesota, which have passed local ordinances in recent months in direct violation of firearms preemption laws that are already on the books uh, in an attempt to undo preemption via litigation as well. And now St. Louis, as I said, looking to uh, get into this game as well. We'll talk about it in just a second. Uh, before we do, however, you know when you make choice about where to put your hard-earned dollars, you are supporting not only the company that made the product, but the values and principles of that organization, right? It's easier to flip a switch against a company when they blatantly conflict with your values, as we have seen recently with companies like Bud Light and Target. But do you make an effort to do business with the companies that support what you believe when you can? Well, do yourself a favor and give my friends at Defender Ammunition a shot. These guys are veteran-owned and operated. Every person on their staffs military-connected. They are huge supporters of our military community. They back causes that are actually making a difference in the lives of those that have served. In fact, the profits from all of their logoed gear goes directly to the charities that they back. This company is one to support. Their ammo is top-notch. Their customer service is fantastic. What other shipping department do you know that writes handwritten thank you notes to their customers? Give Defender Ammunition a try, and I promise, once you give them a shot, you will not be going anywhere else. Check them out at DefenderAmmunition.com. Again, that is DefenderAmmunition.com. So I was talking with uh, Mark Cox at uh, 97.1 uh, Talk FM in St. Louis this morning for 2A Tuesday, and one of the topics that Mark brought up was this uh, push in St. Louis to enact their own local gun control laws. Now, Missouri has firearms preemption. And I'll give uh, the folks that are trying to change the law in Missouri and St. Louis a, 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 a squinch of credit for not just ignoring firearms preemption, which is what uh, we're seeing in Columbus, Cincinnati, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, just flouting the state law in order to try to undo it in the courts. Instead, uh, the organizers of this effort are trying to put together a ballot initiative that would go before voters in 2024 that would allow for stricter gun laws to be passed uh, in St. Louis City, uh, as well as in uh, surrounding counties. Uh, I guess maybe all county level governments would be able to uh, set their own gun control laws if this took place. There is a, a nonprofit that has been set up called Sensible Missouri that the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch says hopes to launch petition drive to put a proposed constitutional amendment on the November 2024 ballot, allowing for county-level governments in St. Louis City to approve their own rules on the access and carrying of firearms. So why uh, Kansas City is not included in that, I don't know. But uh, yeah, St. Louis and the county-level governments, Richard Rosenfeld, a criminologist at the University of Missouri-St. Louis says, quote, we believe that this is an important step towards reducing firearms violence in urban areas. It's important to permit counties to fashion regulations to meet their needs, and county needs are not the same across the state. You know what is the same across our state, however? Our rights. Our rights. Your freedom of speech doesn't disappear 
when you cross over from, you know, uh, Kansas City, Kansas into Kansas City, Missouri, your Fourth Amendment rights don't change. So why would your right to keep and bear arms be subject to the uh, whims of county or city officials? Again, Rosenfeld talks about, uh, well, listen, you know, uh, uh, these counties uh, may have different needs. And I suppose that is the case. However, in order to address violent crime, you can't trample over anybody's constitutional rights. And that is, in fact, what they're trying to do here. According to the Post-Dispatch, working with Rosenfeld on the petition efforts, Jimmy Edwards, a former St. Louis Circuit Judge, Public Safety Director, former State Senator Joan Bray, Democrat from University City. Uh, Rosenfeld and Edwards said a final decision on the petition drive will hinge on a statewide poll that they plan to run this summer and whether it shows a, quote, decent chance of passage. To get on the ballot, petitioners would need to add signatures from more than 171,000 registered voters in Missouri. Earlier this month, Rosenfeld and Edwards held a kickoff meeting online with roughly a dozen people. They say they hope to get more involved in the coming weeks, such as elected leaders and law enforcement officials in the uh, St. Louis and Kansas City area. In addition to requiring permits, the uh, pairs say that localities could also consider age restrictions for the carrying of firearms, as well as expanding the list of places where guns aren't allowed. But they say that their proposal would not allow local governments to do things like ban private gun ownership altogether or repeal state laws allowing people to use firearms to defend themselves in their home. Well, again, <laughs> so what? Okay, listen, we, we, we promise if we pass this, we won't be banning guns altogether. I mean, that's kind of off the table. So what kind of protection does that offer? Uh, what these folks are saying is that, well, we want to be able to set New Jersey-style gun laws for St. Louis. We want to be able to have California-style gun laws for St. Louis. Uh, and any other county, by the way, that wants to adopt them. Again, Missouri is a constitutional carry state. Missouri's done a pretty good job of recognizing our right to keep and bear arms uh, over the past few years. And this would be undone if this uh, ballot initiative were to pass. It is getting some pushback. Uh, including from uh, State Senator Andrew Koenig from uh, Manchester. He said, having gun laws in different jurisdictions is problematic. We need one policy in the whole state. State Representative Jim Murphy, Republican from uh, South St. Louis County, also said he's opposed to having separate laws in different counties. He said it would lead to confusion. He says you never know what the rules are. Well, that's true. But that's not a bug for the anti-gunners. That's a feature. Because, again, if if you are expected to know the laws of every municipality. Uh, let's say you live in St. Louis, but over the course of you know your week's routine, driving and doing chores and things of that nature, you're not only in St. Louis City, but you're in three or four of the surrounding counties. Yeah, you would be expected to know the gun laws in every one of those jurisdictions if you inadvertently made a mistake. Let's say that uh, you know a, a, a public park is considered a sensitive place in uh, St. Louis, but not in your hometown. You don't know that. You accidentally run afoul of that law. Guess what? You could be charged with a crime. Once again, this is an effort to fight violent crime on the backs of legal gun owners. And in doing so, it is an attack on firearms preemption. You know, again, this is part of a coordinated effort on the part of the uh, gun control lobby around the country. So why do they want to do firearms preemption? Well, again, I think there are a couple of reasons. One, they do like that confusion. 
the more legally dangerous it is for you to exercise your rights, the fewer people will do it, right? Uh, I, I don't want to run afoul of the law. I don't know what the laws are over there, so I'm not going to carry my gun. They see that as a win. Uh, uh, you know, again, just by changing the law, by making, by adding to that confusion, they can artificially depress the number of people who are exercising their right to keep and bear arms. But also, when you remove firearm preemption laws and you allow for localities to set their own gun control measures, it makes it much more difficult for us to challenge those laws in court. You know, attorneys aren't often working pro bono. They got to put, you know, food on the table too. So these lawsuits can become expensive. I mean, it could be a million dollars or more to take a case up to the Supreme Court. Now imagine instead of filing one lawsuit against a, uh, a gun control law that violates the Second Amendment, now you're having to file a dozen or two dozen lawsuits uh, all around the state of Missouri uh, trying to undo different ordinances that have been put in place by anti-gun politicians. That adds up, and it's very difficult to actually pursue lawsuits against every one of those provisions, which, again, is a win for the anti-gunners because you know, those ordinances that uh, aren't challenged in court remain on the books, enforceable or not, uh, but that still is a win to them. So we will definitely be keeping our eyes on uh, what's going on, this ballot initiative proposal in Missouri. One thing that Mark Cox told me this morning is that in Missouri, it's really easy to change the state constitution. Simple majority is all that it takes. So unlike the U.S. Constitution, where, you know, if you got to get three quarters of the states to sign on or uh, uh, basically the same number in uh, Congress, 50.1% approval could uh, eradicate firearms preemption in the state of Missouri. So this is definitely something to uh, keep our eyes on going forward here. Now, turning our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. Actually, before we get to that, you know, I know you guys have definitely noticed the U.S. dollar continues to buy less. Last year, the average IRA and 401k balance fell by more than 20%. If we've learned anything from the past few years is that anything can and will happen. Here's something that may help, a gold IRA. Gold may be a great option for you. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. Many central banks are buying tons right now. What does that tell you? Augusta Precious Metals is a gold IRA company that offers its customers the opportunity to invest in gold. You can call Augusta Precious Metals and learn how a gold IRA can help you. If you've saved 100000 or more for retirement, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their free ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them you heard it here on our show, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Contact Augusta Precious Metals and diversify your retirement today. Call 855-222-4997. That's 855-222-4997. Again, Augusta Precious Metals at 855-222-4997. So you might have heard about the uh, mass shooting that happened in San Francisco over the weekend. Nine people shot in the Mission District. Well, it turns out police have a suspect he is not only a suspect in that shooting, he is a suspect in another shooting in Oakland, uh, also classified as a mass shooting. And despite Governor Gavin Newsom's proclamation that, you know, listen, if we just have a reasonable waiting period, uh, ban on gun sales to those under the age of 21, uh, universal background checks, right? Uh, it's, you know, a couple of these minor little uh, tweaks to our uh, nation's gun laws. We can end gun violence. 
That was Gavin Newsom's proclamation when he said, well, I'm calling for a 28th Amendment. We can end gun violence if we take these steps. Well, all of the laws that Gavin Newsom wants to see enshrined into the U.S. Constitution are already in effect in California. And none of them, none of them stopped either one of these shootings from taking place, nor did they prevent Javier Campos Jr., a convicted felon, from allegedly possessing firearms and carrying out these attacks. The uh, Mercury News reports that uh, Campos Jr. is an alleged member of a Bay Area subset of the Sereno gang. He was uh, not in police custody as of Monday afternoon, but he has been named as a suspect in the Friday mass shooting in the Mission District, as well as a shooting back in uh, January, excuse me, at a Valero gas station in Oakland during a uh, music video for a, a rapper from Stockton. Uh, police say a group of Serenos cast the, uh, crashed the set of the video, prompting a shootout between them and a number of alleged Norteño gang affiliates. Campos uh, has a warrant out for his arrest on assault charges in connection with the Oakland gun fight and is also wanted for questioning in the San Francisco shooting. He also has outstanding warrants in San Mateo County, uh, where he was caught. Uh, actually, well, no, we'll get to those charges in San Mateo County. He also is also out on bail in Alameda County. At the time of these shootings, that case brought last September, prosecutors charged him with multiple counts of drug and gun possession after he was arrested at a Burger King in Oakland uh, with a uh, quote-unquote ghost gun underneath the front passenger seat of his vehicle, as well as seven baggies of various drugs, including cocaine, heroin, methamphetamine, and ecstasy. Yeah. Um, Two warrants after his arrest in San Mateo County after he failed to show up for two separate trials in May. Uh, so in those cases, he is being charged with being a felon in possession of a firearm. Uh, in another case, he is charged with conspiring with his girlfriend to sneak opiates into the county jail. Authorities say uh, after the girlfriend sent a postcard soaked with the drugs to the jail, police reviewed calls and found that he had given her step-by-step instructions. So here you have, again, a convicted felon caught repeatedly with guns and drugs and what has the criminal justice system in California done? Not much, right? He's been allowed to uh, go out on bond, despite, again, being a felon in possession of a farm. So we don't know all of his criminal history. But despite the various serious charges that uh, he was facing, again, the criminal justice system has sort of yawned and shrugged at Javier Campos Jr. this entire time. Until he was... Uh, Again, viewed as a suspect in these uh, in this most recent mass shooting in uh, San Francisco's Mission District. But again, my question is, if none of California's laws stopped Javier Campos Jr. from allegedly committing these crimes, then how would these same provisions enshrined in our U.S. Constitution end gun violence as California Governor Gavin Newsom has proclaimed it would? These measures haven't stopped gun violence in California. But they have prevented a lot of good people from being able to protect themselves from guys like Mr. Campos. Speaking of uh, self-defense, let's turn our attention now to today's armed citizen story from Tulsa, Oklahoma, where police say a resident fatally shot a home invasion robber. This was early Friday morning. Robber's uh, name not been released by police as of yet. Apparently, according to authorities, he first came through an open window of a home around uh, 4 o'clock Friday morning. Now, I, I, I grew up in Oklahoma, um, and I realize this time of year, you know, maybe if you don't have air conditioning, you open up your windows at night just to kind of help things cool down. 
Not a good idea. Unfortunately, uh, you are leaving yourself uh, open to exactly what happened here. Um, the would-be robber had a gun when he came through the window and demanded items from the son of the homeowner who told him, I don't have anything, man. So that's when the uh, armed guy then went to the mom in the house. She had a safe and medications. Once she'd opened the safe, the robber stole the safe as well as a cell phone and the keys to a car and then fled in that vehicle. So that's when the folks inside the home called 911. While the homeowner is on the phone with a police dispatcher, the robber comes back and kicks in the front door. At that point, the homeowner's son is now armed with a shotgun. And he met him at the door and fired. Man retreated to the street where he collapsed. He was taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead about 4.35 in the morning. Officers uh, found a black pellet pistol that uh, greatly resembled a real firearm uh, on the suspect's person. Uh, they said residents cooperating with homicide detectives. The investigation is continuing. Based on the reports here, um, this was a pretty clear-cut case of self-defense. The intruder clearly intended this family to believe that he was armed. He had no right to be in that home to begin with. Uh, and the homeowner's son, well within his rights to protect himself and his family from, again, what he believed was an armed intruder who had already threatened them, and what he believed was gunpoint. Uh, we'll keep our eyes open for any more updates to this story, but honestly, I would be surprised if we get any, uh, because typically the local media doesn't do a great job of following up when these cases are closed and uh, the shooting was determined to be justified. But uh, I do expect that that's going to be the result here of this um, shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, unable to do the right thing. And the headline, I think, is perfectly accurate here. The simple act of caring is heroic. A neighbor saves a neighbor's life. Sometimes just looking out for the people in our lives, just checking in with them is being in the right place at the right time and willing and able to do the right thing. And that was a case in Branford, Connecticut. Uh, Sunday, the Branford police reported that an alert neighbor noticed a few newspapers on his elderly neighbor's front door and thought, well, that's odd. And we're supposed to be going out of town, now that I'm aware of. And if they were, why, why didn't they call a, you know, have their subscription held for a few days? So... Call the police. Uh, Audra Clyburn, who's been on the force for about a year, went to the home to investigate. Police say when she got there, she heard the TV on inside, but nobody's coming to the door. After a couple of minutes, she could hear a woman really faintly saying that she was on the floor. She had fallen, was unable to get up, and had been there for days. As the uh, Brantford Police Department noted, her life was saved by the neighbor who just noticed something a little off. Every so often this happens here in town, and we're always thankful to the neighbors that call in. Great job, Joseph, who I guess is the neighbor, Officer Clyburn, uh, and of course the uh, Brantford Fire Department, who uh, came out, uh, was able to uh, take the woman to the local hospital, and again, it looks like she is going to recover there from a very, very stressful few days. And again, you know, this would have been real easy to just look at the neighbor's house and say, well, that's odd, and go about your day. But uh, Joseph, don't know his last name, whoever he is, again, had the foresight to, to not just think, ah, that's strange, and then keep going on. He thought, that's strange. Let's check that out. And as a result, his neighbor is 
alive and hopefully on her way to being well once again. That is going to do it for this edition of Perry and Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, I'm looking forward to being back with you on Wednesday. Now, I do have one programming note. I mentioned that uh, we'll be talking with BioFire founder Kai Klepfer uh, this week. I, I think I, on Monday, I think I previewed it and said we'll be talking to him on Wednesday. So I'm actually uh, interviewing uh, Kai on Wednesday afternoon. So that interview will air on Thursdays, Barry and Arms Cam and Company. So just a, a programming note, but we will be back with you tomorrow. Don't forget as well, Wednesdays is when we do our VIP Gold live chat with Hot Air's Ed Morrissey. If you are a VIP Gold member, I would love for you to take part. And if you're not yet a VIP Gold member, well... Why not become one? Just go to barrenarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. Uh, which, by the way, if you're a VIP Gold member, not only do you get the exclusive content from Barrion Arms, but throughout the Town Hall Media family of websites like Hot Air, Red State, Twitchy, Town Hall, of course, PJ Media, and more. Uh, again, just go to barrenarms.com slash subscribe. You can find out more information. And once again, we really do appreciate your support. It means a lot to us. Because it really does matter and it does make a difference. So thank you again. All right. We'll see you back here for Umday Wednesday. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.